0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today, I am joined by Dana Neural, and we're going to be talking about the science of the chakras. Super excited to dive into this topic today. You are listening to Creating Wellness from Within, a podcast devoted to helping you live your best life through self-care and wellness. In each episode, we strive to offer you actionable advice and tools to help you on your journey towards greater personal wellness. I am your host, Amy Zalmer. I am editor-in-chief of Minnesota Yoga and Life magazine and the Brain Health magazine. Additionally, I have published four books on the topic of brain injury and concussions. I am passionate about yoga, wellness, photography, travel, and all things glittery. You can learn more about me at creatingwellnessfromwithin.com. Today, I am here with Dana Neural. And as a leading light, Dana guides and mentors empathetic people to heal trauma, reclaim their essence, and illuminate the path towards their purpose. Through her training, experience, and travels, Dana's practice brings together both Western and Eastern models of health and wellness. She has been a nurse for over 20 years and has worked in various fields of healthcare, including pediatric and adult health, mental health, substance use disorder treatment, international medical aid, and trauma program management. She's a board-certified holistic nurse with a master's degree in public health. She's a Reiki master, registered yoga teacher, Akashic records practitioner, and chakra mentor. In 2015, Dana started her holistic healing practice where she guides people to heal and balance their lives using the modalities that were an integral part of her own healing journey. She has lived in the Vail, Colorado area since 2007 and she's passionate about promoting holistic health for her community and beyond. Dana is an avid rock climber, skier, and cyclist. She loves adventure and traveling with her heart and soulmate Drew and hiking with her earth angel wonder dog Avery. I love that. (laughs) Welcome Dana.
1: Oh thank you so much Amy. It's so wonderful to be here and Um, you know, we were just chatting a bit before we started and you're doing such amazing things. Thank you for having me on this podcast and enabling me to share a little bit about what I do as well.
0: Yeah. Well, and I'm so thrilled to have you here and to talk about the science of the chakras, because as I was saying to you, like, I know I have a pretty basic level understanding of the chakras. And I'm always excited to learn more about them. So I'm really excited to jump into that today. So um, where would you like to start? Maybe just like an overview of what are the chakras? Yeah, yeah, I'll start. So essentially, the word chakra
1: translates from Sanskrit to mean wheel or disc. And how I came to learn more about the chakras was essentially through my own healing journey. So as, as you mentioned in my bio, I am a nurse, I've been a nurse for 20 years and really having this strong background in Western medicine, as I was moving through my career and, and, and moving through my own healing process, I really became a little frustrated. I'm just going to say it with, with the, the intense focus on the physical body and the lack of focus on all the other parts yeah. of who we are, yeah. So, um, after being a nurse for many, many years, I started to delve more into into my own spirituality. I started exploring more of these um, alternative and integrative modalities, and through that process, I came across Reiki. You're a Reiki practitioner as well, correct?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I came across Reiki, and as I was going through my Reiki training. I was, you know, giving Reiki to to someone in my group in my training session and as I was giving Reiki I started to see colors in mm-hmm. in my mind's eye. Okay. I, I started to see different colors and I had never experienced really anything like that before and I asked my Reiki master I'm like I'm seeing colors what is that what does that mean and she was like oh those are the chakras and I was like what are the chakras? <laughs> so I, the, they were really new to me as well. And I really didn't understand or, or have any knowledge as to what they were. So after that experience, I really started to go deeply into them and, and gathering all these books and reading about the chakras and 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 seeing how I could heal and balance them within myself. And through that process, I realized that, wow, this, this philosophy around us having these seven major energy centers really is the connection is that physical, mental, spiritual connection that I've been looking for. And so they really, they're, they're integrated into my Reiki practice and, and I'm sure most Reiki practices, and they're really become a big part of the healing that I offer other people today. So chakra being a, a wheel that, that basically implies is that they draw energy in, they interpret the energy and either the energy gets released or it gets stored in our bodies. And from a Western medicine standpoint, we have this spinal cord, we have this um, this central energy channel along our spine. And from a Western medicine standpoint, we know that along our spine, we have these nerve plexuses, or maybe it's plexi, is plural. We have a nerve plexus along our spine and a nerve plexus is this collection of, of highly, it's, it's a, a part of our body where there's this highly, um, energetic center. There's lots of bundles of nerves. There's big areas where, where glands are, there's, um, centers where there's a lot of, uh, blood vessels and activity. So along Different parts of our spine, we have these centers, these little brains, as I like to call them, where there's a lot of activity going on. And essentially our chakras line up with with these major energetic centers in our body. So from a physical Western medicine standpoint, there's a lot of energetic activity going on along the central energy channel in our body. And if we go in a little bit deeper, it's not just physical, it's also related to mental and emotional parts of being human. So if we take a look at like Maslow's hierarchy of needs or Erickson's stages of development, if you look at those, there's a strong correlation between the different levels in those psychological frameworks compared to what's going on in our chakras or what the chakras are correlated to. And then we have the spirit. So even Western medicine is starting to recognize that spirituality is a big part of our health and wellness. And we know that spirit is the thing that connects everything to everyone, to everything, everywhere, and spirit is within us. And so taking that spiritual side, that spirituality also just helps to, to bind all of that together. So the chakras give us this beautiful framework on which we can build upon and really come into a deeper understanding and wisdom about what our own
0: health and wellness is really all about. Mm -hmm. And I know, you know, in the Eastern culture, um, like I've studied a lot of Qigong, um, they refer to them as like meridians, the different uh-huh. meridians. Um, yeah. and it just, you know, it's all this, just like in, in yoga, we talk about prana, which yeah. they call chi and just, you know, us in the West would just say breath. Right. It's, so it's like uh-huh. just different, different ways of saying the same thing. Um, yeah. 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 And so, I love Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah, with Eastern
1: Um, medicine, that's the thing that connects. That connects all those different modalities or philosophies within Eastern mm -hmm. medicine. Yeah, with traditional Chinese medicine, there's Qi, and with um, Ayurveda, there's there's Prana, or with yoga, there's Prana, and then with Reiki, it's it's just Reiki, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Universal life energy. So, so yeah, all these different Eastern medicine modalities have kind of known about this energy that that connects us all for a really long
0: time. They just call it different things. It's all the same though. Yeah hmm Yeah. And so when, um, you are working with a client, whether you're doing chakra work or, or any of your other modalities and, and you're working on the chakras, um, you know, I've heard different people teach different things. Um, some people have said like your chakras, like they you don't need them balanced like they don't go out of balance they're just naturally balanced and then other people say we have to balance our chakras and yeah. so you know like like what are what are some of the things you can maybe clarify for us a little bit
1: Yeah so it is interesting because there are lots of different lineages or lots of different teachers out yeah. there Yeah right um basically i feel at the end of the day it's all energy yes but what i teach and what i Practice is that our chakras can become out of balance, and that's what oftentimes manifests in illness and disease. So when mm-hmm. we have these chronic imbalances in in our energy centers, then that either when I look at chakra imbalances, I look at them from a deficient standpoint. So either the chakra is releasing too much energy, it's not storing any energy, or excessive, it's storing too much energy or just a complete block. So there might be like a mixture of the two and the energy just becomes really dissonant and it's not sure what to do with it. So we wanna, there's different symptoms that correlate to these different types of imbalances. So let's take the root chakra for example. When a root chakra is deficient, that means you're expending too much energy that might look like someone who has a lot of fear or anxiety or worry. And you know how prominent anxiety is in our culture today. I would say that's actually like the number one reason why people come to work with me is because they have anxiety. So, so. The root chakra isn't feeling grounded and connected and supported. So it's, it's releasing too much energy. And that might look like, you know, someone worrying a lot, fear, having a lot of fears. So you're just expelling all of your energy instead of storing it so you can feel Mm -hmm. safe and secure and grounded. So what we would do in that situation would be to, to help people learn to, to keep more energy in that center? How can I become more present? How can I feel more safe and secure? How can I feel like I am connected to myself? So we work on things like that. Um, and it's, it's oftentimes when we, we see these different imbalances and they, they happen on a chronic, on a chronic level, then that might start to manifest in different yeah. skin symptoms, signs in the body. And our bodies are these amazing vessels. Our bodies are so intelligent and so smart. So when we have like little aches and pains starting to come up, or when we have like these, these issues or these diseases that we we start to create in our bodies, it's like, okay, body, what are you trying to tell me? Yeah. <laughs> what can I fix here? What, what, how how can I balance myself out? So yeah, the way that I teach and and the way that I work with clients is through balancing these seven major mm-hmm. energy centers. And another important piece of that is like you playing an active role in it, right? So yeah. as a Reiki practitioner, I can help you heal and 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 balance your energy centers. But when you leave the table and go back home and continue to to do and and think and be in the same way that you always have been. Then it's gonna just come back, right? It's it's when we have to see how we can help ourselves heal, really, how we can change our energy, change our vibration, so we create more of this state of balance and homeostasis within our being.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that, and yeah. you know, and I and that's why I I didn't I like at a I just very superficially knew what Reiki was when uh-huh. I um started researching a teacher and. I wanted it for more for myself than uh-huh. like to, to treat others with Reiki, which I do do that as well, but I wanted it more for my own healing. Yeah. And, and, you know, we did a lot of chakra work within Reiki, obviously, right. You know, you're working through those, mm-hmm. those energy centers, which line up um, and the whole imbalance thing, you know, it just makes so much sense to me, like uh-huh. traditional Western doctors like you said earlier, they're only looking at the symptom. They're not, they're not looking to that root cause, like what's causing the symptom. Um, and so they just are trying to treat the symptom instead of getting to the root of it, where, you know, we understand on a different level that there's an imbalance somewhere, um, whether it's chakras or, you know, hormonal, I mean, it's, it's all so interrelated. And you know, talking about balancing chakras too, like you you said, how we have our spine and these centers live, you know, in our nervous system along the spine, and like your spine itself can get out of balance, right? Yeah. Like we uh-huh. go to the chiropractor. Um, yeah. So you know, it just all makes so much sense to me and how it's all so interconnected. Um, yeah. And so I'm curious what modalities we know you do reiki um work with the chakras but like what else what other modalities are you integrating with your work.
1: Yeah, so so yeah, obviously reiki the energy healing and um I tend to use that with clients who really struggle with receiving. Yeah. So really struggle with giving to themselves and just coming to a state where they can just relax, turn off the central nervous system or turn off the, the sympathetic nervous symptom and come more into that rest yeah. and digest because that's where healing happens. Exactly. Um, so yeah, Reiki can really help to people to just feel that balance, to just feel more of that, that rest and calm and state of peace and ease. I also work with the Akashic Records. So um, mm, I can describe mm-hmm. a little bit about what that is. So the word yeah. Akasha From Sanskrit translates to mean ether or space. So the way that I define the Akashic records are it's that from which everything has come. So before there was the Big Bang theory, there was just space, and the Akashic records have been there for all of time, and they are just energy. They are an energetic download. So just like with Reiki, people oftentimes ask me when I'm giving Reiki, when I'm giving energy healing. They're like, Oh, I'm sorry. You're taking on all my bad energy or I'm taking your energy. And it's like, no, 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 <laughs> That's not how it works. Not I, am how works. <laughs> yeah, I am the channel. The energy is moving through me, the universal life energy that's all around us. Cause everything is energy is moving through me and, and into you. And it's the same thing with the Akashic records. I'm, I'm channeling guidance from that person's masters, teachers, and loved ones. So masters are our angels. Um, Our teachers are people who have um, helped us learn lessons. Our loved ones are people that are part of our soul family. We're learning lessons together. And it's also your highest self. So we're channeling this high vibrational unity consciousness guidance to help support you and what you need at this time. So it's, I generally use that modality and people, oftentimes they know what they want. They'll come to me and say, I want the Akashic Records or I want Reiki today. But usually I recommend the Akashic Records for someone who, who can work on shifting some, some of their perspectives, getting out of some of those self-limiting beliefs and really helping them move into their path and their purpose. That's, I would mm-hmm. say, the number one reason why people come to me for the Akashic Records is because they're, they're feeling a little lost and they want some guidance and direction as to where their life is moving. So, And that in itself is a form of energy healing when we can yeah. change our perspective, yeah. thoughts, feelings, emotions, they're all energy. When we change our thoughts, when we change the way that we see ourselves in our lives, that is is, is moving energy. That's a form of energy healing as well. So it's, it's all energy. Even Albert Einstein said everything is energy. So, right. <laughs> so it's all connected. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, just I love that being able to change our thoughts, right? Like nobody else can do that for us. We're the only one who can change our thought behavior and our limiting beliefs. Um, you know, I think those limiting beliefs, the things that we believe that aren't really true about ourselves, um, Uh they can just be so destructive. And I know that doing the work of, you know, changing those two, um, like positive intentions. I know that can be really challenging in the beginning, but once you start making those breakthroughs, it's like Mm -hmm. so incredible to see the shifts and changes. Um, and, and I have to believe, you know, that's also connected in with our energy centers, right? Like we just, we have to shift that energy. Like, you know, it's stuck somewhere. We're stuck Mm -hmm. in the, the limiting beliefs and the negative self-talk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And oftentimes, you know, it's so linked to that solar plexus chakra, our center of action, our center of empowerment and, um, yeah, confidence. And oftentimes, especially with the people that tend to, to be drawn to work with me are empathic people are people yeah. who are energy sensitive as, as I'm sure you are Amy, yeah. as well. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but that's where a lot of us tend to struggle because empathy for so long just felt like an emotion that um like wasn't okay to feel like i have to be the strong person i have to just um like that tends to be the people in the past. I think that that is absolutely changing in our world, but the t- it, there was a tendency for people who just were more controlling to kind of be in charge, to be running the show and and doing things from maybe more of this unconscious level instead of a more conscious level where we're seeing that we're all connected to each other. And that's where empathy yeah. comes from and understanding and a knowing and a compassion that we are all connected. So people who have these um, empathic tendencies tend to struggle with confidence, tend to struggle with um, empowerment. And so when you come to see me and receive an Akashic records reading, or we can, I can help you guide you towards healing, but then you realize that I'm my own healer and I'm responsible for, for my own health and wellness, then that is empowering in itself. And then we start to, to feel that, wow, I, I am a powerful light bee and I have purpose in this world. And there's there's so much that I can do and I have divine gifts and I'm going to use those. So it's like, yeah, helping people shed those layers of disempowerment mm-hmm. and, and and coming to see that their empathic tendency is actually like really a gift. Their, their empathic nature is really something that is so needed in this world today.
0: Yeah, I was just talking with a good friend and she was like, "Well, what is being an empath? What does that mean?" And you know, I explained, yeah. "Well, you you can feel other people's energy, you can feel their feelings yeah. and um their emotions." And she's like, "Oh, I learned how to turn that off a long time ago." She's <laughs> like, "I I I realized I was yeah. feeling other people's energy and so I turned it off." And I'm like, "Well, that's problematic in itself too like uh-huh. we need to have that like that's that's a gift that's something that you want but you do have to learn how to protect yourself and not mm-hmm. take on that energy um which that that took me quite a while to learn how to do that yeah. and doing the reiki work um was another level of helping with that as well yeah. um yeah so you want to talk to yeah. that a little bit
1: yeah absolutely i think that Everybody on the planet has the ability to be an empath. And there, there's a spectrum, right? Like being a narcissist is right at the end of the spectrum. <laughs> being an empath, so a highly sensitive empath is on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. And I feel like we all have the ability to, to feel and understand other people's emotions, but there is like this not wanting to do it or, or turning off. But some of us who are really I call it, we're like sponges Mm -hmm. (laughs) We we really in the beginning, we don't realize we're doing it, but we take it on. We like absorb it into our system. And so it's really important for us. And it goes along with that empowerment, being an empowered empath, like realizing that wait, I'm in control here. Actually, I don't have to take on this person's energy. I might feel it, but I don't have to allow it into my space. And like that ha- and that happened to me the other day. I walked into an appointment in a in an office building and I walked by a couple of people down the hallway. And then all of a sudden I was like, I feel really angry.
0: <laughs> and right? I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know where
1: that came from. I'm assuming I picked it up from someone else because it doesn't feel like mine and I have no mm-hmm. reason to be angry right now. So, you know, I had to do some work to to clear that from my system. I took lots of deep breaths. I like visualize sending that energy back to sender resent send it back yep, to Yep. it's not mine so there are absolutely ways in which we can learn to to manage our own energy to become energetically aware as i call it so come more in tune with what's mine what's other people's what doesn't belong in my space and it it works on an energetic level so Tapping into your intuition, like I knew in that moment that wasn't mine, yeah, and and I felt it wasn't mine, so I, I had to send it back. So it does take some awareness and some understanding of how to work with and manage your own energy, but it's absolutely possible. And I think where that's where some of that disempowerment also comes from with being empathic is we we feel like, oh, having this gift is a burden or, oh, like I'm just bombarded by all these people's energy all the time. And it really doesn't have to be that way. Like we can use our gift for understanding and knowledge and wisdom and compassion instead of letting it just like succumb to, <laughs> to mm-hmm. all these other people's energies that are around us. Yeah.
0: And so, you know, as far as the, the empath work and protecting, you know, our own, our own energy. Um, how does that then like connect in with the chakras? Yeah. So it comes
1: down to understanding like, what are my tendencies? How do I tend to absorb other people's energies? And then also realizing like, again, I don't have to expend, my energy on, on all of these other things, I can really honor it and conserve it for myself. So the heart chakra is a big, um, is a big energy center that, that sometimes empathic people tend to struggle with because mm-hmm. we feel sometimes like we have to just like give, give, give to other people. Cause we don't want to feel other people's bad emotions. We don't want to feel, I, I put that in quotes. Cause I feel like all emotions serve a purpose, but, um, Yeah, we sometimes feel like, oh, I have to take care of everybody else because I don't want other people to feel bad because then I feel that and that (laughs) doesn't feel good, right? Right. (laughs) I know when other people feel bad, so I don't want to feel that. So for example, empathic people have a tendency to have this overly open heart chakra and really that's doing yourself a disservice and a disjustice. So it comes to realizing like, where am I paying out my energy where I really need to conserve it, where I really need to honor and tend to my own energy where can I set more boundaries with the solar plexus chakra like when can I like say no more instead of like just saying yes because I'm afraid to say no so it it, it comes down to from an energetic perspective just like honoring and supporting yourself and realizing what are those um one of the the empathic uh, authors her book um Judith Orsloff I believe is her name um, she, she writes about energy vampires. <laughs> so like, yes, what are these yes. energy sucks in my life? And how can I, how mm-hmm. can I create boundaries around that? How can I maintain and tend to my own energy and, and again, cultivate this state of harmony and balance within myself?
0: Mm, yes. Those energy vampires. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Those people that just suck all your energy and, yeah, yeah. um, Yes. They're there. They can be quite challenging to work with. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah. That's a good word. I've forgotten about that one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's good to recognize them and to just be aware of them. And it's not like we have to, again, cut, these people out of our lives right. per se, but it's just creating those those energetic boundaries and being aware mm-hmm. like, okay, when I'm around this person, I tend to feel drained after I'm around them. So I'm gonna like create an intention like mm-hmm. that I will not today, I will not allow this person to drain my energy. And it, it it's that simple. It really is. It doesn't have to be overwhelming or, or mm-hmm. too challenging, or too hard. It's just being aware. And then really just, yeah, coming into your power as an empath and sticking to your boundaries.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dana, this has been such a wonderful conversation. Um, I want to make sure anyone listening knows how to follow you. Um, Your website is dananeurl.com and there is a clickable link in the show notes. So wherever you're listening, you can click through to the show notes and find the link to her website. And what can people expect to find there and learn how to work with you? Yeah. So on my
1: website, there is a link to schedule a session with me. I work with people in person in in Avon, Colorado, which is just outside of Vail here up in the mountains. And I do also work with people virtually. Um, I've worked with people all over the world. So you can absolutely schedule a virtual session with me either for energy healing for Reiki or the Akashic records. And I do teach some yoga classes and I also offer private yoga sessions if you're interested in that. And then I have an amazing eight week program called illumination. I'm now taking enrollments for November and it's essentially an eight week program, a holistic healing journey through the chakras. So we really Mm. come um, into each energy center with you. How can we heal and balance this energy center and, and we move onward and upward from there. So it's really just a beautiful process. I've seen such profound transformations in people and working through that, through that system. So it's called illumination. And there is a link to schedule a phone call with me if you're interested in signing up for that.
0: Beautiful. That sounds amazing. Well, Dana, thank you so much for being here today and sharing with everyone. Oh, thank you. It has been
1: such a pleasure, Amy. And um, yeah, I, I look forward to,
0: to connecting with you again in your audience. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please consider leaving a five-star review wherever it is that you're listening to help others on their wellness journey, discover this podcast. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting it through a Patreon membership for just $5 a month. That's patreon.com slash Amy Zellmer. Thank you for listening, everyone. Have a great day and I'll see you all in the next episode.